Sparks Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. And this week we're talking about the Hunger Games. But before that, we've got a bit of news and just fun stuff. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about, you know, last episode I kind of went on a bit of a rant about streaming services and all that. And uh, in the vein of, of that and kind of a fun tone, uh, IndieWire released this uh, sort of study that was done about what kind of streaming subscriber are you. So. I'm going to read them out just for fun, and uh, Cam, I want to see what kind of streamer you are. Oh, boy. All right, so the first type of streamer is the Hypers. Uh, They are high churn, but also high income, which removes the financial barrier to entry. Uh, Their value to a streamer is not just uh, in a bank account. They also have the highest levels of FOMO and of social media participation. Uh, so these are like the types of people that like need to like watch a show as it comes out type of thing. So like when the new uh, the new Stranger Things comes out, they have to like talk about it kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, and then there's the next one, which is the loyalists. The loyalists are the streamers who are not going anywhere. They'll even stick around through ads. Um, as we've seen with the streaming leader Netflix members on the cheap ads, uh, so like ad supported, like even with ads, they'll stick around kind of thing. Uh, the uh, opposite of this is the uh, digitarians. Um, they will turn on you. Um, <laughs> if they can't borrow a password from a paying member and have uh, already used up all the free trials out there, this group is fine just getting its entertainment from the likes of YouTube and TikTok for free. Uh, the, pragmatics, uh, the pragmatics are a small bunch, just 10% of Americans, but that doesn't make them irrelevant. Pragmatics, like the Hypers, avoid ads at almost all costs, so they'll subscribe to the priciest plans. Uh, Then there's the mainstreamers. Uh, They favor the top five services. Um, They are the least likely group to sample a new platform and are unaffected by FOMO and will leave the oversharing on social media to the Hypers. And then there's the inerts. Uh, These are older Americans um, who are still watching broadcast television. So those are the six types of streamers. Now, the question is, well, first, let, let, I, I'm going to guess which one I think you are. Which one did, did you do? I so? think you, because we had a little bit of talk about, uh, so you don't have Crave, so that means you probably don't want to spend money on it. No, I'm, I'm poor. So then I think you are a, a digitarian, where you, uh, if you can't get it, from like a sibling or something, you're not gonna pay for it. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I pay for a couple. Like, uh, I pay for Criterion, Paramount, mm-hmm. Disney. Um, like, like you know, like I have friends, family that can that pay for some other ones. We just kind of okay. I, I, I give you this, you give me that, whatever. Make a trade, commerce, capitalism, etc. <laughs> um, and like, if things like if I can buy a good for 4K, I'll buy the 4K. You know, like. Oppenheimer just came out. I'm like, oh, oh, is it streaming? I don't care. I don't know. I have the 4K. That, that, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if I if if I something enough, I'll just buy on physical. Exactly. Because yeah. Christopher Nolan, Chad, says to buy physical. Plus, it's just more satisfying to like look at your shelf and you're like, look at all these Blu-rays. You can flip through them and feel them and be like, ooh, let, let's see mm. what kind of bonus features. Are no on one this. can take this from me. Unless a thief comes into your house and steals all your Blu-rays. No, fight them <laughs> to the death with a, 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 
fist. You'll you'll challenge him to a Hunger game. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I probably I'm in the same boat. I'm probably a, a digitarian. Yeah, that's. that's I, I, I would say I, I'm, like, yeah. It, 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 I don't pay for any streaming service except for Criterion, and honestly, it's the pardon me. It's the best one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I don't think I would ever pay for any streaming service other than Criterion because, yeah. well, A, my sister pays for it, mm-hmm. and and B, I don't like giving people like Amazon my money, so. That's fair. I don't. I mean, I, I do have Apple Music, so, I mean, that's just another big corporation, but <laughs> that's a whole different but story. Apple CEO is gay, so that's, that's, that's fine. Yes, exactly. It's it's ethical capitalism. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I think you had a bit of news about a trailer that you wanted to talk about. Ooh, so we got the first trailer for Furiosa. It's a prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, um, starring Anya Titeo Joy and Chris Hemsworth. Um, George Miller is back behind the camera or behind the director's chair. I I, I should say I'm not sure who's actually doing the cinematography, but. Um, and another, another, another film set in that world of Mad Max, which is so good. It feels like it's been way too long. It's been eight years since Fury Road came out, which is, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie's still one of my favorite films of all time, and, and it's always the one that I have a hard time t- taking off my top four on Letterboxd. Because, <laughs> um, like, how, how, how that film changed action. And, like, we haven't really seen something like, like, like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Like I'd say, the closest we get is is like Avatar, where like the like the whole like speed ramping and the uh, like the effects and like it's CG, but also like a lot of, you, you a, lot, a lot of stuff done in camera, but then you touch like up backgrounds and stuff like that. Like there's still a ton of CGI that goes into those Mad Max films, mm-hmm. yeah. but like it's like not the main portion of the of the of the of the picture, right? It's all those backgrounds and. It's meant to are, enhance rather than be the main focal point. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the side dressing. It's the it's it's the salad, not the meat and potatoes. You know what I'm saying, Doug? And this one's supposed to be somewhat of like a prequel, right? Yeah. So F- F- Furiosa, played by um, Charlie Theron, in Fury Road, it's it's it follows her as a younger younger woman, played by Anya Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. So probably about twenty or thirty years, but before I'd guess because. Charlie Theron is probably in his forties or forties or fifties, and Anya Taylor Joy is in her late twenties or early thirties. So mm-hmm. nice. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I, very exciting. Uh, I always like a good action movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, speaking of, this is my excitement. I <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this movie or liked it. Not a lot of people liked it, uh, but it's uh, Alita: Battle Angel. Um, the uh, uh, producer is optimistic about a sequel. Um, so, for those who don't know, this is kind of like a passion project for James Cameron. Yes, he's uh, the producer for it. Yeah, and so like he was like really obsessed with this, like making this movie. Like he was like working on it for like a very long time, like since like the two like early two thousands. Like basically like, when Titanic came out, he was like already thinking about this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty fun sci fi movie. I really like sci fi, and it ended in a very sort of cliffhanger esque manner and then they were like well we probably won't be able to get a sequel so it was very like a disappointing ending to the movie so i'm excited that the producer is optimistic i think like seeing the success of james cameron's other works recently like with like avatar 2 like being again one of the biggest movies of all time well like 
uh, like just this is kind of a, another setting, but also a good like side sidebar. Avatar: The Way of Water is Disney's highest grossing film in 2023. Like, and the movie came out last year. Yeah. Like, I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's not surprising. But like, then the movie had legs. A lot of people went to watch it multiple times. I love. I hadn't seen the first one until like the 4K remaster came out like in the fall, and I right. watched yeah. Way of Water in the in and then the one came out like December 9th or like a couple weeks before Christmas, and mm-hmm. that one was so good. Um, I I I I prefer the way the Way of Water. It's longer, but it feels shorter. The, the, it's way better written. I'm well, because pretty... uh, James Cameron didn't write that one, right? Yeah, he uh, he he had help. Right. Um, someone else co-wrote it, which is like probably good for him to have like to not do everything because he's more on the visual side of things, uh, at least in the Avatar sense. I think. Yeah, he would like. Here's the thing: he's not the best. I wouldn't trust James Cameron with a screenplay, but he he always has some like memorable lines, even like Titanic. Like the screenplay for that one's kind of up and down, but like when you need a banger line, he'll 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 give it to you. And it'll be hella memorable, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, also, sorry, Battle of the Angel. I didn't see that one. That one came out at a really weird time, where like it was like kind of like like just just it was like was it like March two thousand twenty like like right before COVID? No, it was twenty nineteen. What? I believe. Okay, then why was? Yeah, uh, I was still living in Morden. Okay, because I thought that one was like part of a weird c- c- culture war thing, if I recall. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, it came out twenty nineteen. Okay, um, I thought there was a culture war thing behind them, like, like some far right assholes, like kind of like, stirred up a, a movement. But uh, it's like, I, I had to Google this because I, I remember this, this happening, and I know that I'm, I'm not just remembering <laughs> a culture war thing. Yeah, uh, the movie came out, yeah, in 2019. I think it was probably like March, April, like it was spring 2019. Yeah. Uh, Oh, February. I think Angel, I don't know. Culture War. I hate to know that. I'm not. I'm not I'm <laughs> imagining this. Um. What else? Well, my well, well, my internet loads. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar. James Cameron. Good. Good. Good movies. Yes. Um. I, well, while you're looking for that, this is kind of in the, in the same uh, vein, but uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but there's been some. Uh, so first off, like there's going to be like a, a sequel to Roadhouse starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And so on uh, Thursday, Variety reported that the producer of the film was like fired from the uh, from the movie uh, because he basically was like, I don't want to use AI uh to like finish the movie because like during the strike amazon allegedly uh wanted to use ai to finish the movie Oof. and the producer's like no and then was fired <laughs> um but amazon is obviously denying this but uh for for some reason i have more reason to believe the person who got fired in this case uh and who got fired for saying this than the the, the big billion dollar company yeah because i don't know to me it just seems like something amazon would do <laughs> like to get around a strike like if you know anything about amazon they're not really friendly to the labor movement 
but uh, th- that's an interesting thing to f- to follow. I would say uh, IndieWire published the, like the sort of follow up article, and then uh, Variety uh, did the initial one. They're the same company, just under two different banners, so they focus on different things. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought that was just pretty interesting, especially with like the strike being so focused on AI. It's kind of ironic that to break the strike, the <laughs> company uh, was using AI allegedly. But yeah, did you find the culture war thing for Elite of Battling? Yes, it came out the, uh, a similar time to um, Captain Marvel. Uh, so there was a whole like how this is actually how you do how you do a female character, which I'm like, you're not wrong because like Captain Marvel, no, no, not not the most well written character. Uh, the Marvels, I would say, fixes a, a lot of that, but there's still some problems with that with that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it just came out at the same similar time to Captain Marvel. That was just a pretty divisive time for female representation in cinema. Yeah. I mean, I will say, my criticism of Captain Marvel is that it was basically U.S. like what's it called? Not Navy. Well, yes, it was, it, uh, Air Force Air Force propaganda, but like uh, not in a fun like at least t- Top Gun the the gay subtext is more text. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it, it's definitely an unfun propaganda for the yeah. uh, Air Force. But if we're gonna have propaganda, have it be like good and fun. <laughs> at least have fun propaganda. Exactly, exactly. Which while like again, I hate propaganda. I'm a sucker for Top t- Top Gun and Mad Maverick. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I mean, I I will say this: I'm not. <laughs> I I I am fine with propaganda as long as you know it's propaganda. Yes, because yeah. like you could have left wing propaganda, right? Like yeah, like propaganda is just like uh, uh, an objective or like a subjective point of view. Like you're not trying to be objective. Yeah. You're just like, hey, maybe communism is the best, right? Like you could say a lot of like the early Soviet movies, like. Yeah. Battleship, uh, uh, Potankin, like that. That's a propaganda movie, and like it's not trying to be something it's not. Right? Exactly, it's like, like it knows it's propaganda. It is, like, <laughs> this is pro- 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 propaganda. We all know, you all know. Whereas, like, because because the Marvel films are like more geared towards kids, not gonna say, hey, this is proper propaganda, and the kids don't know it's propaganda. Exactly. Yeah. And because now, like, I, I'd say, like, I, I'd, I'd say, f- film like, are kind of getting dumber with the with the whole like jangling keys that like people need to go go while watching a movie now yeah also so. people don't know how to go to the movies <laughs> oh my god don't get me started on this so l- 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 i just want to talk about this quickly so i went to go see like the new hunger games like the ballad of whatever songbirds and snakes yeah that um and there was people who were like behind us and it was so annoying because they were talking the whole time but oh. do you know what they were talking about <laughs> the movie what? they were like oh what what just happened oh what what, what happened now hey maybe if you shut up you would watch know, the damn movie you would know what's happening like <laughs> it was so annoying they're like oh wait what did he say oh who's that again oh like, watch the movie and you would have stop fucking talking for five seconds watch the damn movie so i am very annoyed that people don't know how to watch movies anymore and that's my criticism <laughs> anyways Fair. Deserved. In that note, why don't we get into The Hunger Games? Give Hunger, us some Hunger. fast facts. Uh, yeah, so Hunger Games is based off a book series by Suzanne Collins. Uh, she co-wrote the screenplay with Gary Ross and Billy Ray. Gary Ross also directed this film. Um, stars Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, Lenny Kravitz, Stanley Tucci, and Donald Sutherland. Uh, scored by James Newton Howard. 
um, has a budget of $78 million on a box office of $694.4 million, which is a pretty good box office budget ratio, I would say. Yeah. So. Yeah, very good. So before we get into the movie talk, I just want to, I guess, know your relationship to the YA genre, specifically the Hunger Games, but I would say like there's kind of like, at least for when we were growing up, there was kind of like a big three. Like it was like... Uh, the Hunger Games, there was Allegiant, and then there was, or uh, Divergent, sorry, uh, and then there was uh, Maze Runner. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your relationship to those three, and then Hunger Games specifically? So, up? I read the first two Hunger Games books, uh, I watched the first two movies, I, I, I finished the third book, I lost it. Um, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but, I, but I'm pretty sure we have it back now, I don't know. Um, I, I never, 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 never finished book three, haven't watched movie th- th- three or four. Uh, haven't watched or read any of movies by Maze Runner, and I've watched the first Divergent movie, and I read part of the first book, but it was really n- not good book, so I didn't finish <laughs> it. Fair um, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, haven't read a lot, but I, I remember Catching Fire being the best book and the movie. Yeah, Catching Fire is very good. So, uh, I will say yeah. I I have a certain soft spot. So. Uh, for the like the third book was split into two movies. Yeah, I really liked part two of of uh, oh, what's it? Mocking Jay, thank you. I don't know. I thought it was pretty fun. I saw that one in theaters. That's the only Hunger Games movie I saw in theaters. That one came out in what 2015? 2015, Yeah. yeah. Um, so the other ones I was a little too young for. Like when Hunger Games came out in twenty twelve, I was only twelve years old, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, it was a little violent. I definitely don't think my mother would have taken me. But uh, I was I loved the books. I really enjoyed uh, Mockingjay book as well. Um, in terms of the other YA, I n- have never engaged with Maze Runner. <laughs> I I've heard that the first movie at very l- at least wasn't bad for Maze Runner. Yeah. And but they, I haven't really heard much about any of the other ones. As for I kind of want to watch them because West West Ball, who who did did that trilogy, is doing the new Planet of the Apes film. Interesting, yeah. So I kind of want to watch those just kind of out of curiosity for how he how he directs things. I don't know, but yeah, that's fair. Um, as for Divergent, I read the first two books. I liked the books a lot, but I was also like again like. 13 when I read them and then I remember the uh, third book I hated because it was really confusing because it kept on jumping from uh, different perspectives and and it didn't say whose perspective it it was jumping to like it didn't say that you were jumping perspectives you'd be like reading reading uh, all of a sudden (laughs) something completely different's happening like what the hell's happening and you're like oh I'm I'm a part of fours instead of uh, whatever her name is uh but yeah, so I, Chris. I th- oh, there sorry. you go. Yeah, good, good memory. Beatrice. Beatrice. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, so I, that was a pure guess. Shot, <laughs> shot, shot in the dark. <laughs> just your your uh, teen and preteen memories just kicking in. It's it's in that like special part of your brain that just never dies. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I never finished the third I, book. But I thought Shailene Woodley was hot. <laughs> Fair <laughs> when enough. I was yeah. Fourteen years old. So. Uh, but I definitely say I had the most connection with the Hunger Games, which brings us into the movie. So, mm, uh, what did you think of it? Like initial thoughts? Uh, I enjoyed it. It's like I just I just watched Battle Battle Royale uh, before, mm-hmm. so I, I mean like Battle Royale is a lot more R-rated, a lot more violent. But like this movie, like it's still like it's not, it's not like unviolent. Like you you see glimpses, you see like in the obviously it's cut, it's hideaway, it's whatever. But like it's still solid. I love the 
like I, I love the YA thing of like where you cast like unknowns as the leads mm-hmm. and then, then like well unknowns like, like Hudson was a ch- 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 child star Lawrence hadn't been in much um, but like casting Donald Sutherland as, as the big bad casting oh, he's Tucci. so good in this Donald Sutherland on like MVP of this of this franchise, just acting his heart out, like just plays such a good villain. He hasn't fallen in. Like now, like I feel like you see like a lot of. I, I'm sort of thinking of um, who the fuck was the villain in Kate Winslet? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I I don't remember too that much, but like I'm sure she should probably phone it in. I'm pretty sure a lot of maze like why stuff. You have a lot of the older casters. It's kind of like okay, yeah, I'm I'm here for the paycheck. This is this is going to my grandson's tuition. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if it's like something to do with Suzanne Collins' uh, style of like influence or whatever. Because even like in the the Ballad of Songbirds, Viola Davis is amazing in it. Like Ooh. she's also acting her heart out. Like she didn't need to go nearly but as hard. She's she's not one to phone in, phone in things though. No, but like I don't know. It's like a, a YA movie that's for like I don't know fourteen year olds. You don't need to yeah. act your heart out as much as Viola Davis did. But I don't know. It, it was uh, quite good. But yeah, this uh, I would definitely say like the acting is is really a standout in this. There's some parts where it's you know a little little choppy, and you kind of see that these actors maybe haven't had a whole lot of experience. Like Jennifer Lawrence had what, maybe like one or two big movies before this. Yeah. Um, sorry. One thing that I might mention about Donald Sutherland, he wrote in to get this part. Really? He wasn't offered. He like, as he had read the book and like petitioned to be in, in the film. Also, he was on the, NSA watch list from the from seventy one to seventy three, uh, at the request of the CIA for his anti war activities. So based. Yeah, I mean he was in Mash, <laughs> so that, that, that's pretty understandable. But also, Canadian icon, uh, Order of Canada <coughs> recipient. Uh, he just recently got the Order <coughs> Order of Canada. So uh, yeah, big, big Canadian. He's on a, a bunch of stamps right now. So if you well, want a Donald Sutherland stamp. Hit up the Canadian post office. Oh, I, 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 I love to send letters all, all the time. So there you I go. mean, you could just collect stamps like me. Yeah, good. <laughs> like a nerd. <laughs> uh, oh, well, it's fun. Um, but yeah, this movie is really interesting because you can definitely take what, this, what happens in this movie and be like, a, apply a Marxian sort of understanding to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can be like a really interesting sort of way for uh, explaining basic Marxist concepts to people. Uh, from like the very get go, what I found really interesting is so uh, like if we follow Katniss into like seeing her hunting, which is like technically illegal, right? Yeah. Uh, and that seems well, like so a big sort of central idea, not idea, but like understanding of Marx is that like the way that capitalism was able to take hold was by the enclosure acts which basically took away uh, public uh, land away from the people to force them into the capitalist system mm-hmm. similar to how like she's not allowed to hunt or like grow their own food they have to rely on uh, the capital which you could also call capital Ism. Uh, Ca- no, no. capitalist but Kate with, with a K <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so uh in in that sense i thought that was really interesting just from like a very like early capitalistic sense 
Um, and then obviously there's a very clear idea of class conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Where like the, the, the 12 districts are all, you know, they have to work in the system, but the capital doesn't. And uh, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting. What, what do you kind of have to think about those uh, quick ideas? Yeah, I feel like here the sub- the, the subtext is is just kind of text. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like the the districts are kind of numbered from like m- most to least impoverished in in, in reverse order. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole the whole like oh this is because c- of your rebellion is like okay, but like. Can we just do that like one time then, or like was it, can we just be a one time thing instead of like a once every seventy four years? Like what? Like it just kind of shows like how like I, I'd say bloodthirsty capital capitalism is. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, like how much blood needs to be shed to fill your like coffers? You know exactly. Like, like how uh, it's a system only for the people who are workers not for the elites right like yes uh, yeah. uh the system is uh, where everything is made for elites who are outside the system yeah um which i thought yeah like because uh for those who might not have seen the movie or read the books uh the people in the capital don't have to participate in the hunger games but everyone yeah. else does um what do you think of like sort of the uh kind of snow narrative that you like need hope in order to defeat or keep the masses in control uh, very animal farm, I would say. Um, like, because, well, a- 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 animal farm, whatever, um, the, 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 the Santa, Santa info for the church is the, uh, is the, what's the opiate of the masses, right? Like, that's the, it's designed to kind of keep them civil. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it going with, with this thought? Uh, what really struck me was the um, oh the, they 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 love an underdog, and mm-hmm. then like and Snow was like, no underdog gives them like. They they think they can be this, yeah, but, and and they can't, mm-hmm. they shouldn't, yeah, yeah, and like with with the whole sort of hope narrative, it, it definitely felt like the kind of like, kind of the narrative that we are sold under capitalism, like oh like. You you too can strike it rich kind of thing, right? Yeah, and that's kind of what, what what keeps the the system going is that you 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 or like even like what this seems to be a critique of more. I'd say this movie seems to be more of a critique of like a, uh, like pop culture and like how we we all believe and like sort of mass media where like we all believe we can be the next rising star. I, I wouldn't say that Suzanne Collins is necessarily uh, critiquing capitalism to the same extent that we read into it, but. It can well, be used a, like, as a critique of capitalism. Even like if if if, if we how the media is like not helping. Like look look at the the freaking Squid Game reality TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people will pay to just watch people people ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that that that, that humans won't watch. Like. Something that people won't do themselves, but we'll, 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 we'll watch someone do this, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I, w- I want to get my hands dirty, but I'll, I'll watch these 24 kids just kill, 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 kill each 
others to death. Yeah, well, even like from like a, a sports perspective, where we're watching with say athletes getting concussions, that's going to ruin them for the rest of their lives. But we keep Football, on watching because it's enjoyable. CTE, CTE. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Where like as long as we find some sort of enjoyment and we can make money off of it, who cares, right? Gambling, betting. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's very dark, but I I do think that this is a, an interesting cultural critique uh, for a YA movie. Um, what do, in, so, in some ways, sorry, in some ways, it actually holds up better now than I'm sure. I'm sure it, it, it was speaking truth to power back in 2012 than with the film, but like even feels more top topical now in some ways. Yeah, well, I mean, like the books came out in like 2008, which is right around like the financial crisis in the states. So I'd say <laughs> it was definitely probably very topical at the time. Yeah. But I was also only eight years old at the time, so I w- <laughs> could only know so much. But. What do you mean? I, th- I thought you were reading Marx then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, baby's <laughs> first Marx. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what I thought was really interesting so- is like the whole Rue narrative. So uh, once like Rue dies or like is killed, uh, Katniss does sort of like a very selfless act and like does like a whole burial like uh, sort of montage. Um, and... Uh, kind of gives like a salute which is like a shout out to i believe district eight i don't know which district she is uh but any uh anyways I was, yeah I was eight or eleven something like that yeah um either way it sort of inspires that district to rebel yes um which seems to like kind of be interesting to me that like what does cause like people to have finally have enough with a system so like here like like in 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 our current state like i'd say things aren't great for most people like financially th- people are, are pretty tough but we we keep on trudging on and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of i don't know i guess fight for a better way of living no uh so like w- like what is like what what causes people to finally have enough i, I thought that like why did like people not rebel up to this point like why did uh this one sort of act of kindness cause them to to rebel like why hadn't that been done before so uh it kind of got me thinking about like i guess what does like selflessness and like empathy have to do with capitalism kind of thing and i don't know i'm I'm still kind of pondering that but uh do you have any thoughts on that that's a good question you should watch andor to find out more about about revolting versus empires. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure like they were just constantly being pushed, pushed, pushed around and just, you know, seeing like, uh, I'm not sure if, 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 if that was her dad or her like relative or just someone. Also, it doesn't have, have to be a fucking relative to be mad about a young black girl just being murdered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like if that had happened, Okay, like, if that was, like, my niece or, like, someone that I know, I'd fucking dope someone. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Like, yeah. I, I would swing. Like, yeah. that's like, just... like at, a, at a certain point, when is, like, children dying uh, enough? And I, I think it's especially poignant, like, right now with, uh, like, what's happening in Israel and Palestine. Like, yeah. when, when, when is, like, children dying enough? Like, when, 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 <laughs> when will it cause people to revolt and... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting question. I think, like, it, it was an interesting question then, and it's a interesting question now with uh, the current political climate and like what's happening. But yeah, 
Um, from like a filmmaking perspective, there's definitely some rough points. I would yeah. say. Uh, first off, some of the coloring is a little rough. I don't know. It, it just yeah. seems kind of like a video game or like weirdly just. I don't know. It just felt <laughs> like cheap in some senses. It Did you feel that? It drags a bit. It's a, it's a little long. Two two twenty two is a bit long for a for a YA film. I yeah, will, I, I will say you could you could turn the chip a bit. It, yeah. Oh, well, I think they did a pretty good job of adapting the book, the best. Yeah, they could. That, 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 that's the problem with the book. Is the, the book the book is pretty 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 long. Is it's like over two two hundred and some pages? Like yeah, I think it's like yeah, like around three or four hundred. Yeah. But what I think this movie does do a really good job is setting up the world. Like you yes. never you never question the world, right? Like there, there's a lot of movies that come out now where you're like, what? Then that doesn't really make sense. Or it's like this, you're like. All right, like the U.S. bombed itself into oblivion with nukes. There's only like a few countries left, and or like few like areas of the U.S. left, and uh, one one faction of them uh, controls everything. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like the U.S. That's that's that's, that's kind of what's what's already happening. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, you you, have, you you don't question it. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, like, sure, like a Hunger Games, like knowing the U.S. Yeah, Hunger Games isn't out of the question. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, like, it, it well, works. Yeah, I I totally wouldn't believe that U.S. would just put a put a put a put a bunch of guns and guns in the school and fight, fight to death. Why wouldn't it happen? Yeah, so I I think that that like is a a testament to this movie is like that you never question it for a moment, uh, which I think makes it very enjoyable and very engaging that you want to learn more about what's like this place and how how things work and stuff like that. Um, it, it definitely is like a very dark movie. I definitely think it should be a rated R, and I think probably uh, it could have it been. I mean, like, I get it because like mm, it's like oh, because like the book, like because hmm, 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 hmm. the, the book was was YA, so mm-hmm. like I'm pretty, pretty sure they wanted to cater to like that like thirteen audience, the PG thirteen. In the in the you know they probably have people who are like ten or ten or ten or less, yeah, watching this film. Well, I think um, what it really shows is that the U.S. really is more okay with like uh, violence than it is with like sex. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Even um, Joseph, if you look at um, the Canadian um, systems of rating versus the American system of rating, so um, so like something like so, um, Daredevil one in Canada was rated was rated eighteen A. You mm-hmm. see boobs. You see nudity. <laughs> Double two was rated for fourteen A in Canada because there's no nudity. Um, I'm not sure with the whole U.S. system. I, I, it's probably something, something similar. Where like in Canada, you can show as much as you want, mm-hmm. the violence, and it's fourteen A. As soon as, as soon as you add like, like, three, th- three, three, three F words and uh, <laughs> three fucks in it, and it's eighteen A or yeah or can Canada's. ATA US is R. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's, it's just a similar vibes. But, like, yeah, it's very, again, as much violence as you want with, like, unless you, like, full, like, zooming on, like, dismembered things happening. Well, I'm not sure how far that will go. But, like, pretty insane degrees until you get the until you get the R rating in the US for anything besides sex. It's insane with Canada. Yeah. 
which is to me just absolutely wild. Well, it, it's sex and swear words because, like, uh, was it like you can say two uh, fucks, two fucks and then the, the third one it's an R. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah up. so you you could have people getting beheaded, but as soon as you say fuck too many times, then uh, you're out of here. Yeah. Um, there, there's some definitely some weird camera movements, dude. I, I think there's a little too much shaky cam in this movie. Yes, yes, I get that. And then there was like uh, when uh, Katniss shoots the apples uh, onto the mines, it was random like slow motion, which I thought was kind of jarring and weird. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, overall, I thought that this was a pretty good movie. I think it holds up. I definitely think that Catching Fire is the best of the movies. Yeah, and like sorry, like I'm just looking ahead, but like in picture, like the 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 old buildings, like. The capital and all, everything up at the world itself looks pretty similar to, from Catching Fire, if I recall. Like it does yeah. it, 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 a good job of uh, like world building and foundation building, even though the 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 director changes from this point on. But like, yeah, it still feels very very much the similar, like similar in some ways, but it's different enough where where it's better, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that's all I have to say about this movie. Do you have anything else to say? That's about it. It was a it was a, it was a good time. All right, what do you uh, give it? Yeah, one and a half. Both thumbs up. I don't, I don't think. I would agree with you. One and a half. All right. Well, then why don't we get into the letter boxed game? Let's go. Um, I won the last one, so booey uh, for me. Thought, no, no, I won. The last one? Yes. Uh, you won, and then I won again. Oh, okay. Well, then... I think, if I recall, prove us wrong. Comment. <laughs> Listen to our episodes and tell us. So. <laughs> um, all right. So, are you ready? Yes. All right. Number one. PETA would have made bank during the is it a cake trend. Number two. I volunteer to be in the vicinity of Joss Hutcherson. Real. Number three. Sorry, but Gail is so boring. Team Penis Forever. <laughs> what a great just ship name. <laughs> the next one. Uh, just imagine that my little rock makeup guru, Pita, could do with a Morphe palette. And the final one. Hunger Games. Sorry, I ate. Which one did I make up? Is it, is it, is it, is it the penis one? It is... Not. Ah. Mine was the first one. Peta would have made bank during the it's, is it a kick trend. That, 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 that was my second guess. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, people on Letterbox don't, don't touch grass enough to know what that is. <laughs> oh, what a wild time. Uh, anyways, uh, do you have a recommendation for us this week? Oh, man, I have a couple. I, I've watched some good-ass movies this week. Um, oh, where did I start? Oh, man, this is tough. Godzilla minus one. Screw it. I watched it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid film. It's the second best film this year about nu- about nuclear fallout and its consequences. But about nuclear weapons and its impact on humanity. Um, I still enjoyed Oppenheimer more personally, but it's still like really freaking good and and like has changed the course of my top of the year list. Well, there you go. Nice. So. Very, very good film. Uh, my recommendation, it's on the Criterion channel. It's uh, Afterlife. So it's directed by uh, Hirokazu uh, Koreeda. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also directed Shoplifters, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yep. Uh, so Afterlife, it's uh, from 1998. It's basically uh, people die, and then they get to choose uh, one memory that will kind of 
stick with them for the rest of the, like eternity. Right. Uh, so like for like the first like three days of them being like the sort of uh, uh, middle space before they like f- are fully gone, mm-hmm. they have to uh, choose their their memory. So like they're you know some people will, will like think of it immediately. They're like oh like it's this, and other people will like think about it and like go through their life. And uh, uh, then after that, the uh, the people who work in the sort of afterlife space they have to make like short films of the memory <laughs> with the people and it's just a really touching story on like filmmaking and like memories and uh yeah it's just it's a really good movie and i highly recommend it if you want sort of like a, a sort of sweet and, and warming f- movie and it makes you kind of contemplate what what's what is the memory that you would want to have stick around with you for the rest of your life Watching, we're watching Pack Pagan Two for the first time. <laughs> well, there you go. I, <laughs> I, I can't decide. So, uh, yeah, that, that's my recommendation. It's a, it's a good sort of holiday movie when you're back with your family and you just want to. Oh, sorry, I have, I have one more re- 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 recommendation. Go for it. The holdovers. <laughs> nice. You, you said holiday and it activated in in my brain. It, guys, it is a it is a new Christmas classic. Watch it. It's making more than it should, probably. Or more than it would have. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Giamatti is, is up there for best actor with Killian uh, Murphy this year, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, iconic performance. Also, do you know, the, do you know Paul Giamatti has only been nominated for, for an Oscar once? That's wild. I know, right? I feel like he, he, he's been on for such a, a long time. Giving, giving like, okay performances. Also, also, doesn't phone shit in. Even, like, in, like, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. He's still mm-hmm. going to be the crazy Russian rhino. My hot take, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man too. It, <laughs> it has it has its moments for sure. I, I, it came out in just the right time when 14-year-old brain was like, ooh, dubstep techno music to a... Boom, boom, yeah. It, it was amazing. And we went to Don't go see that movie, movie together. And it was I'm Electro. Yeah. I'm Electro. Don't you know? I'm Electro. Yeah, it's oh, a good time. Okay, also, the score for Godzilla... Um, minus one. Just li- li- listen to like anything Godzilla Sweet Part Two. Mm-hmm. Oof, banger. Okay. Pretty, 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 that, that's when he's wrecking shit in the city. <laughs> Man, it's good. It's good. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that has been our episode this week. Tune in next week when we talk about. Uh, well, I'm gonna give you a hint. It's a Netflix movie. Dun dun dun. With Monson title. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, tune in next time when we talk about that. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs>